Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Well, good day, my podcast peeps. So today I want to start off this podcast a little differently and dedicated to three amazing amigas and solo mamas that I had the privilege to meet this week at a new Shepherd's Village single parent support group. Now, for more information on that support group, I will talk about that at the end of the podcast, so you are just going to have to stay tuned. So to the ladies that I met last night, I have to tell you, you are so fire. And I want you to know that the time and the tears that we shared together blessed me as much as they did you. And if I'm honest, actually, I think they are also going to bless each ear that is listening to this podcast right now. Whatever day of the week it is, time zone they are in, or pain or peace they are experiencing in this present moment, this podcast is also dedicated to you. Welcome to another episode of It's a Single Mom Thing. So I'm kind of feeling a little format change to how this podcast kind of may unfold today as I like to take in what happened yesterday and use it for today and all of our tomorrows. Now that is so fire. So listen, as I have learned, this podcast family is made up of many different peeps. And they aren't all just mamas, and they aren't all just single parents. Actually, it's just all single individuals, whether they're married or not. You see, because, you know, each of us came into the world as a single individual. And y'all know we are going to leave the same way. We also each have a single purpose, and we each have a single decision to make as to where we will choose to spend our eternity with or without God, the Lord Jesus Christ, our true solo parent. So before you press pause and move on to another podcast, I want you to know something about this solo parent that is so fire. He wants to be with you right now in the fire. And that's whatever fire you are in. You see, we all have them, these, you know, uncontrolled burns, so to speak. Whether the fire started in your childhood when your mom cheated on your dad, someone you dated cheated on you, or maybe you cheated your marriage by ending it too soon. We all have them. Someone told you you were stupid. You are not enough. I don't love you anymore. That's it. I'm leaving you and I am taking our children with me. We all have them. Whether you got burned on a job or even in a church and your life took a turn that you didn't see coming. That checkup that didn't check out so well. We all have them. You see, you can't live in this fallen world and not feel the heat, not get burned. We all have our turn in the fire, but there is a way to not get consumed by it. And that is what I witnessed yesterday in these women of worth. Forged by fire. So 
What did I see yesterday, you ask? I saw three vulnerable women, three curious and courageous solo mamas who certainly were in the fire. I mean, the smoke was showing. They were in a world of hurt, but not of a world of hurt. Oh, yes, they were in the fire, but they were not being consumed by it. No, something different was happening, actually. Their life was being forged by the fire. Now, don't get me wrong. Their hurt was a hot zone. Their emotions were fully engaged and engulfed. Their structures could not be salvaged and no doubt coming down. But something was different. With each tear of their heart, with each tear in their eye, there was a twinkle of hope. There was a confidence, a strength, an assurance, even in the not knowing how long they were going to be in this fire. But as one gal shared, this is a test that will be a part of my testimony. A testimony of two fires. So, if you are familiar with God's word, you know there are two testimonies that include fire where the fire did not consume. We find our first fire in the book of Exodus chapter 3 verses 2 through 4 in the NIV. And I quote, There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, hmm, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush. Moses, Moses. So a couple of things that I find interesting here to note is that one, I am not the only person who thought it was strange that a bush was on fire, but it didn't burn up. Moses did too. Furthermore, there was something within the fire, an angel of the Lord. Hmm. Now that's an odd place to be if you ask me. So let's look at our second testimony that we find in the book of Daniel chapter 3. And I'm going to start us off at verse 16. But before I do, if you don't know anything about this story, I will give you a little context. See, see, there was this man who was full of himself and his name was King Nebuchadnezzar who wanted everyone to bow down and worship a larger-than-life gold statue he had built in the image of none other than himself. And, well, there were three Jewish men who were not having it and not going to worship a human, as they knew not to put any other false gods before their own. The king, yeah, uh, he was a little bent by their remarks, and, well, he decided to throw them in a fiery furnace. Talk about a hot temper. So we will pick up with the story now from verse 16 and I'm going to quote Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king Nebuchadnezzar and I quote your threats mean nothing to us. 
If you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your God or worship the gold statue you set up. Ooh, Nebuchadnezzar, his face purple with anger, cut off Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered that the furnace be fired up seven times hotter than usual. He ordered some strong men from the army to tie them up at hands and feet and throw them into the roaring furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bound hand and foot, fully dressed from head to toe, were pitched into the roaring fire. Because the king was in such a hurry and the furnace was so hot, the flames from the furnace killed the men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to it. While the fire raged all around Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Suddenly, King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm and said, Didn't we throw three men bound hand and foot into the fire? That's right, O king, they said. But look, he said, I see four men walking around freely in the fire, completely unharmed. And the fourth man looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar went to the door of the roaring furnace and called in, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the high God, come out of here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of the fire. Now, if you have ears to hear, they didn't just walk out of the fire. They walked out their faith and were not consumed by the fire. Beauty out of ashes. So whether you are in a fire now, just coming out of one, or soon will be in one, because we all have them, right? He wants to be with you in the fire. But for him to be in the fire with you, he has to be within you. You see, those three solo sisters that I talked about earlier in the podcast, they have a fire in them, the Holy Spirit, that gives them the supernatural ability to not be consumed by the fire, but rather be forged by the fire, leaving all of the outcomes to him. You see, now when they walk out of the fire, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, their life may look totally different. They may need to rebuild some relationships, some structures even, that were burnt down. But this much I know from my own fires. Jesus turns ashes into beauty. Now, do I want to have to walk through some of the fires I walk through again? Uh, no way. But there is no way I would have gotten through those fires without him being within me. And there is no way I would find the beauty in the sharing of them with you now either. So listen, no matter where you are at in this moment, he sees the smoke that is showing and how it is obstructing your view. He hears your gasp for air as you try to catch your breath and you cry out for help. He cares about how deeply you will get burned. And he has your way out. 
You see, because he is the way out. Now, if you already have a personal relationship with him, you already know that. But maybe you forgot because maybe you're a little overwhelmed by your circumstances. Or maybe you're someone that doesn't know him or maybe you learned wrongly about who he is. But this message is for you too. Listen, there is no dispatcher needed for you. All you have to do is call on him and he will answer your call immediately. But for him to take you seriously, you are going to have to repent of some things so that he can pursue you in a relationship with him. Now that is so fire. Do you live in the Tampa Bay area and want to be part of a single parent support group that right now meets only on Thursdays once a month in Oldsmar? Email us at info at shepherdsvillage.com and shepherds is plural with your name, phone number, and a good time for a staff person to call you with more information. We too want to be in the fire with you. Have more questions about how to have a relationship with Jesus or simply need prayer because you're in the fire? Call us at 855-822-PRAY day or night. We are here with you. Have a wonderful week and remember it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.